Hey everyone! In today's episode, Lily Chin joins us to talk about the book that she both wrote and illustrated called Doggy Language, A Dog Lover's Guide to Understanding Your Best Friend. We discuss some of her other work, the far reach of her book, and best of all, expose what a good present the book would be. And guess what? The holidays are coming up. This episode was also brought to you by Shameless Pets, an all-natural nutritionist-crafted sustainable dog treat brand using surplus ingredients such as sweet potatoes that are too big or too small to have made it to the grocery stores. They're made in the USA, and their mission is to save as much food as possible by incorporating healthy foods into innovative and fun treats. You can use Mela25 at checkout for a 25% discount. So with that, let's get right into today's episode. Hi everyone, I'm Daniela from Mella Pet Care, and today I'm joined by Lily Chin. She is the author of this great book that I have. It's called Doggy Language, A Dog Lover's Guide to Understanding Your Best Friend. She both wrote it and illustrated it, which in my opinion is incredibly impressive. So thank you so much for joining me today, Lily. Thank you for having me. It's nice to meet you, Daniela. Of course, it's great to have you as well. And so before we really begin and kind of dig into this book, would you like to introduce yourself and give a little bit of personal background for the listeners? Okay, so um, my name is Lily Chin. I'm a self-employed illustrator. That's what I do now. Um, I hadn't, uh, before I became an illustrator, I was working in the animation industry. So that's 2D animation. So that's my background. Um, And I adopted a dog about 13 years ago who passed away last year, he was 16. But um, that sort of that experience of having a dog and dealing with um, taking care of a dog and training a dog and and dealing with, uh, you know, aggression episodes sort of forced me to get an education about dog behavior and dog training methods. And somehow, so so my illustration work um, sort of started off as doing pet portraits and it sort of sort of veered into um, infographics and educational illustrations about dog behavior and dog training and reading dog body language. Um, And yeah, so that's pretty much what I've been doing for the past 10 years besides, um, you know, having an Etsy shop and online store as well. I also sell my own art, my own products. So it's a combination of selling art and doing commissioned illustrations and learning about animal behavior. Yeah, that's a really great background. And I'm so sorry for your loss. Losing a pet is very difficult. I know they're part it of your is. family. Yeah. Yeah. And so to start digging into this book, you know, what is doggy language about? So doggy language is a little gift book. It's supposed to be a light and easy read introduction to dog body language reading dog body language to know um to have an idea of you know what different visual signals mean because dogs don't just communicate with you know barks and sounds and their tails it's a lot more than that um so a lot of my own education is learning that we have to look at the whole body and have to look at the context to even have an idea of what a certain behavior or signal means. So um, I was approached by Somersdale Publishers who had seen one of my posters, Doggy Language, starring Boogie the Boston Terry, who, who was my dog. And they approached me to do a book. And so this is what came out of that. 
Yeah, no, that's super cool. And I know, so I read the introduction, obviously read the whole book, but within the introduction, I noticed a sentence, right, where you said that you have all of these posters with these illustrations. And I read that and I thought, that's cool. And I went on my day. It wasn't until ages later that I actually realized that the vet clinic that I used to work at had a giant poster in one of the exam rooms. And so I'm thinking every day that I walked in there, I would look at that poster, I would go, wow, this is so pretty. I love the illustrations. I think it's really funny. You know, you can see what the dogs are doing. And now I realize that that was you all along. And so I think that's amazing because I can't even you quantify how many people would come into the clinic and the exam room and would comment on the poster. And so I think that you did a really great job just kind of encompassing everything. Yeah. Thank you. That's so cool to know. Yeah. So, so I do, um, I have done a lot of posters that are collaborations with dog trainers and educators and they're available for free download from my website. So a lot of vet clinics and shelters and rescues, they use these posters and it's just really great that, you know, they're helpful to people. Yeah. Yeah. And so you did, of course, mention that, you know, you dedicated this book to uh, your special furry friend and that, you know, kind of some of the inspiration came from learning his behavior. But now I'm really curious, you know, in the initial stages, how did you educate yourself with behavior? Was it Google? Was it talking to the vet? Was it reading other books? Like, how did you gain all of this knowledge that is now in this book for everyone else to learn? So it's a bit of a long story. Um, I I kind of learned the hard way. So um, when I adopted Boogie about, you know, a few months after I adopted him, he was three years old and he was like this perfectly, just this perfect dog until he bit somebody and um, who happened to be my my apartment building manager. And I almost got evicted from my apartment for that reason. So in my mad panic, um, I had no, I mean, I didn't know anything about dog training at that time. So all I knew was what I saw in mainstream media, like, you know, the TV shows with, you know, the dog whisperer show, for example. I mean, that was a huge hit and I had no idea. I just thought you had to dominate your dog. You had to show force and punish. And um, so I hired a dog trainer who unfortunately was of that persuasion of that school of dog training and so I had to put a prong collar on Boogie. I was told to do all these things that were really mean and actually made him more scared of people, more terrified, and his behavior got worse. He became more aggressive. So I was kind of forced to, I mean, it was pretty devastating at the time, like not knowing what to do. So I was kind of forced to go out there on, on the internet and books and find help. Like, you know, there must be some other way. And I, um, I don't know if you've heard of a dog trainer called Grisha Stewart or Emily Lalam. Um, Emily Lalam has this amazing YouTube channel, Kiko Pup, and Grisha Stewart has written books on dog behavior and, you know, dealing with dog aggression that I've illustrated. But, but this was back, you know, 13 years ago. I found them on the internet and I got advice from them and I was told to look into positive reinforcement dog training, which is using rewards about, you know, humane non-aversive methods and so I changed trainers I hired a different trainer Sarah Owings and she introduced me to all this material like body language like books DVDs well the first important step if you want to help your dog feel safe and confident 
so as to not feel they have to bite or react um, is to be able to tell when they're comfortable and when they're not comfortable. So body language is such a huge part of the training process of training me to train him. And I, I remember just at the time thinking, why is this information not accessible? Why don't we all know about this? It should be sort of common knowledge. And uh, so that was kind of what inspired me to illustrate my dog in different poses, different expressions based on what I was learning. And um, from there on, um, I got hired by Dr. Sophia Yin, um, different, who was like a very well-known um, veterinary behaviorist, um, as well as other dog trainers. Um, I was hired to do dog body language posters to teach people to recognize signs of fear and stress in dogs, because you know a dog who bites is obviously scared or they're uncomfortable or they're stressed. I mean, they're pushed to a point where they feel they have to do that. But we notice all the little signs like legs, head turns, freezing, all the little signs that show stress and we deal with that. We help them feel safe and they don't need to escalate to biting. So, so it's kind of, you know, it's all connected, learning about body language and dog training and behavior, changing behaviors. And um, so I, I was very lucky. I had lots of illustration clients who hired me to um, do educational posters, like dog park posters, how to tell if your dog's comfortable at a dog park, how to tell if they're having fun or not having fun, um, or how to um, recognize stress signals, how to do low stress handling at vets, uh, you know, a range of subjects that are all connected to um, reading dog body language. So a lot of my, I guess to answer your question, a lot of my knowledge is from the work I've been doing for the past 10 years, the illustration work. And I've just been really lucky. I, I, you know, I'm connected to all these amazing people who have taught me over the years. We interrupt this episode to remind you of Shameless Pets, an all-natural nutritionist-crafted sustainable dog treat brand using surplus ingredients such as sweet potatoes that are too big or too small to have made it to the grocery store. They're made in the USA, and their mission is to save as much food as possible by incorporating healthy foods into innovative and fun treats. You can use Mela25 at checkout for a 25% discount. So with that, let's continue with this episode. Yeah, no, I think that's a great way to gather information. It's just, yeah, you know the right people and it's amazing. You know, one of the things I really love about the book is that it's very easy to distill in the sense that, you know, you have your bullet points and you have your illustrations and anyone can pick it up and they're going to learn something like immediately. They read two pages. They already know more than they did before they opened the book. You know, there's a lot of information packed in there as well. And I know that you've gathered a lot of knowledge over the years. And so if you just had to distill it down in like, you know, just a few sentences or a minute or so, what do you really hope that readers get out of the book? Um, well, like you said, it's, you know, I want to make it really easy to read. It's supposed to be a gift book. So I think my original brief from my publishers was to keep it under 100 words or less. And it did start off being 100 words or less per page. And I realized I needed more words to say what I wanted to say. And they were, you know, they were real. They wanted more words as well. And um, I think the most important 
message of the book is to practice observing, to pay attention um, to our dogs, to be more sensitive observers of, and ask questions and to, to look around, to look at your whole dog, you know, and see what situation they're in, look at the context, look at what they're responding to, look at how their bodies are changing um, within different situations. So it's really more like uh, to encourage people to observe. I think that's the main message. <laughs> I think that's great. And also the fact that it is December and uh, the holiday season is coming soon. A lot of people can purchase a small gift book and that would be amazing. Yes. I love the work that you've done. You've obviously had an insane evolution and it's been great since the beginning where you were like, wait, how do I take care of a dog to where you are now? But what exactly does the future have in store for you? You know, do you have any other goals or projects in mind? Um, Yes. So, um, for most of this year, I was illustrating a kid's book called What's Up, Pup? And that's a new book that's coming out next year. Uh, it's written by Kirsten Hamilton and published by FSG Macmillan. So it's not written by me, but it's also about dog body language, but it is written for a younger audience. So there are bigger, more colourful illustrations. So that's one thing. And the other thing that I'm really kind of obsessed about right now is that um, uh, well, since Boogie passed away, it's been pretty hard and it still is hard not to have a dog and to miss my dog. But my husband and I, we adopted two cats. So I, I'm on Jimmy. So I'm learning about cats right now. <laughs> and it's, um, I mean, they're adorable and they're interesting. They're so interesting. So, so yeah, a, a lot of what I'm into right now are cats, <laughs> cat related. That's so fun. Maybe in a few years we'll get a book called Kitty Language. I'm hoping. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe very soon you'll be back on the podcast and we'll be talking about your other books. So, <laughs> but until then, yeah, I think it's great yeah. also that you're teaching young kids. I don't really think it's ever too early, really, to teach kids how to properly deal with animals. I think that should start at a very yes, I, I agree. Yeah, it should yeah. be normalized, all this. Yeah. Definitely should. So now you're at the perfect time to answer our Mellow Signature question, something okay. that every single guest that I have on this show gets to answer. So, you know, we're talking 50 plus people who have sat here and responded to this question. And so right. you, what does pet health and wellness mean to you in today's day and age? Well, um, I think, I mean, typically people think of pet health and wellness as, you know, feet nutrition and medical health but I think um you know to tie it into what I'm doing in my book I think emotional health and behavioral health are really important that they're a part of a pet's health and wellness like to be to have a good quality of life and to be happy and to be able to play and to be able to relax and not to feel fear or stress um, I mean, I think those are also very important in a pet's health, sense of health and wellness. And, and you know, two-way communication with their humans to feel that they can trust us and we can communicate with them. Right. Yeah, no, that is a great answer. It definitely has to be more holistic. Pet health and wellness yeah. should be about every aspect of a pet. Yeah. 
And so sadly, this podcast episode is coming to an end, but hopefully listeners are very intrigued and interested in what you're doing. First of all, how can listeners purchase this book? And then kind of on the other side of things, where else can they keep up to date with what you're up to? Okay, so the book is available in all big bookstores on Amazon. Um, It's also getting translated to different languages. So that's one really exciting development. Um, I'm also selling signed copies on my website, which is where you can find out you know what I'm up to it's doggydrawings.net d-o-g-g-i-e drawings.net and um, the book also has an Instagram doggy language book and I also have an Instagram and Twitter so that's where and it's all connected on my website so you'll be I'm pretty easy to find on the internet well awesome then I will link your website in the description of this episode wherever you're listening to it whether that's the website Spotify or Apple podcast just click the description and then go and purchase a book because holidays are coming soon <laughs> and yes. do not know what to get that special person in your life please And it's cheap and it's only little <laughs> It's little it's perfect yeah it could even yeah. be a stocking stuffer Yes <laughs> Well Lily thank you so much for joining me today it's been a great thank chat you. Thank you. Thank you all for listening and hope you enjoyed this special episode. If you're interested in keeping up to date with what we're doing here at Mela, feel free to sign up for our newsletter at mela.ai backslash newsletter for an exclusive look into our company. Thank you.